Hey there, welcome to The Third Seat. This is the show where we bring open and honest conversations with experts who have a unique perspective to share, and then we bring these conversations straight to you. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I'm your host for today, and I'm with Croft and Frost. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of today's episode down below. Thank you again for tuning into today's episode. Now pull up a seat and let's get into the conversation. All right, well, welcome back everyone to The Third Seat. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host today. I'm with Croft and Frost and I'm really excited to give you all today's episode. Uh, as some of you may know, I am a recent graduate uh, from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Back in December of 2021, I graduated. And because of that, that means I was a partly a student of the pandemic, of the, of the 2020 and following 2021 years. And during that time, it was a very uh, interesting time, to say the least, uh, from, a, from my perspective as a student. And I'm sure even more so from the perspective of, uh, you know, the different professors that were teaching during that time. Uh, it was obviously very weird a lot of times with the remote learning and, you know, and getting into Zoom and thinking we're going to come back to class and maybe not and having to deal with quarantine. So it's this is nothing that you all don't already know, but it was a very interesting uh, time being a student during those initial uh, years and uh, during the brunt of the pandemic. And because of that, I thought today it would be great if we had someone come in who knows exactly what it's like to be on the other side of that coin as an educator during the pandemic. Uh, so like I said, my guest today is someone who teaches at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. I never had the privilege of having him as a professor in class, but I've heard many great things about him. He seems to be a wonderful guy and I'm, it's been a, a pleasure getting to meet him so far. He is a professor of business and marketing uh, at UTC, and I am really glad to welcome you all to Ryan Russell. So Ryan, thank you for joining us today. Absolutely, my pleasure, glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, no problem, thank you for coming in. So for everybody, like I said, I gave you a brief introduction of you know you do, uh, you do teach at the university, uh, do a lot of business and marketing, uh, but just give a brief background of who you are, what you do, uh, you know, your hobbies, any interests, anything you, anything you want the people to know before we, we get started. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll start with the most important things. Uh, uh, wonderful uh, wife named Sarah. Uh, we've been married for 10 years. I've got a seven-year-old little girl named Emily, a five-year-old little boy uh, named Andrew, uh, and the best dog in the world, uh, <laughs> uh, a puppy named Jack. Uh, a little bit about me. I, I've been in the marketing industry for uh, about a dozen years. Uh, I've worked on the brand side for uh, outstanding brands like Chattanooga Bakery and the Trust for Public Land. Uh, I've gotten to work for several marketing agencies, uh, either on the uh, white labeling my services, or uh, I also uh, am a partner at an agency called Lift Media Group here in Chattanooga. And uh, out of complete accident, became a marketing <laughs> professor uh, as well during the middle of all of that. I uh, was an adjunct for about three and a half years, and uh, I'm going into my third year uh, of full-time teaching uh, at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. The Southern Conference champion, yes, University yes. of Tennessee yeah, at the, Chattanooga. The new, the new SOCON basketball champions. That's right. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, if anybody didn't see, it was a there was a recent uh, amazing shot uh, by the UTC men's basketball team that won them the SoCon uh, championship. So yeah, shout out to shout out to the UTC, UTC men's basketball team. So uh, well, cool man. Thank you, thank you again for coming Absolutely. on. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, I was a student during I guess you could say a year and a half, two years during the pandemic, <laughs> during those uh, rather crazy years uh, during the you know brunt of the pandemic and. It was interesting from my perspective just because we were all thrown into this very 
strange and suddenly you know new virtual world where everything had to be online and we had to try and you know foster relationships with our with our uh, classmates as well as our professors and it's all online and if we are in person we got to have masks and it was just a whole new world that we were suddenly thrown into and I don't think at least from from what I've heard we don't really talk about the perspective of how it was like to teach during that time um, <laughs> Just what was your experience like during, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure there's still a lot of, you know, different rules and regulations at this current time, but back when everything initially went online and there was so much confusion and just, uh, just kind of fog everywhere, what, what was it like from your perspective? Like what, what were some, some stories and lessons that you may have? Just it's over so that weird, you know, I, I, I almost call it like the BC era before <laughs> Corona, right? I, I'll never forget. Uh, it was, it was right before spring break, mm-hmm. uh, of the year 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the last thing I, we all thought this would be maybe something that would maybe keep us out of school mm-hmm. for maybe another week. So kids yeah. thought of it as, Oh wow, we're about to go on spring break. We might get an extra week yeah. or something like that. And yeah. I still remember, remember making a stupid joke to my students <laughs> saying drink corona don't get corona like i mean a terrible dad joke but you know we were making light of this thing yeah. and then all of a sudden uh things got real it seemed like overnight oh, yeah. right yeah. and uh uh all of a sudden you know uh, the the students that i would had this big relationship with uh i'm getting to know them over a computer for the rest of that semester and then the next semester continued with that. And then the next semester, we kind of had a hybrid model. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fall, we were back in person mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was really difficult mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. But uh, the, the perspective that I tried to share with my fellow educators and my students is that this made a lot possible mm-hmm. um, for them. You know, when anything bad happens, I learned this lesson from Michael Hyatt mm-hmm. uh, of the Full Focus Company of, you know, when something bad happens to you, no matter how bad it is, the first question you ask yourself is, what does this make possible? Now, you can think about all the negatives. Sure, there were a bunch of negatives. We had to learn how to use Zoom. Yeah. Um, I missed the heck out of my students. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that bond is just different uh, when it happens over Zoom. Um, you know, it did make some things more difficult uh, to do, but it also made a lot possible. We had students uh, get internships with companies in Los Angeles. We had students wow. be able to work remotely and, and, and do their work from all parts uh, of the country and you know they were able to balance jobs even better and uh, help their families and things like that so uh, it was incredibly difficult uh, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to to teach during the pandemic uh, but it absolutely made a lot possible for professors as well as students yeah well i mean it was a a totally new world. I mean, yeah. you know, video. I didn't even know what Zoom was. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah. And prior to all this, I mean, obviously, we've used just as people, we've used video calls before. I mean, that's not like a totally new thing, but never at that large of right. scale. I feel like you know, I remember so vividly uh, during that semester, I was taking a public speaking class, and the professor. This this was probably early January, maybe late Jan- sometime in January of 2020, and. Uh, there was you st- we started hearing these these rumors and the news of this this strange virus and we were like what what, what do we how do we make sense of this and <laughs> I remember my professor he said all right I know you all probably heard a little bit about this virus and he said just want you to know that we have a plan in place in all likelihood we won't have to go online or be out of school for <laughs> an extended period of time but on the off chance that something does happen we're we're prepared and I, at the time I was like okay well that's good to hear like no big you know, deal, we, can, right? we can do you know virtual for a week or two. And then, like you said, it was the week of spring break, and at that time, I was actually out of I was out of the country on a mission trip, and I remember it was on a Thursday of that week, and just everything shut down. It was like you know school. I remember school was was postponed for like another two weeks at that point, and then beyond that, they eventually said no, we're just gonna go online uh, the rest of the semester. 
it was like every restaurant and the institution in town was go, was going virtual if they could. And I was just like, holy cow, what what happened? I, yeah. I thought this was going to be a short little break. Like, what in the world happened? You know, and yeah. and now looking back, I mean, we we know the the severity of it and just how crazy things would get. But yeah, I mean, from a I, I really did feel bad for a lot of the professors because, I mean. I'm, I'm sure you may have done some online classes at some mm-hmm. point, and that's, we, we have done online classes prior right. to that, but never at that scale, and being thrown into something completely new and saying, hey, you got about a week to get everything, uh, you know, translated they online. Gave us one week. Yeah, yeah, and get everything figured out, and then pick it back up where you left off. I mean, that's a... That's that, that's like being that's like you're at work and you just get you get told, hey, you're gonna have a new job next week. Hope you can figure it out, and like that's all you're told, you know. Um, you're I, exactly right. They yeah. gave us they gave us what, essentially what happened at UTC yeah. is uh, we had spring break. Uh, after spring break, they said we're about to go online for yeah. the rest of the semester. You've got one week. Uh, get ready. Yes. And uh, make the most of and, it. And uh, yeah. you know, it, it, it was challenging. There yeah. were there were a lot of. Uh, uh, big challenges, like a lot of problems that I see uh, that I've gone through and that you've probably gone through in in, in life, though, um, you know, the beginning was almost the easy part mm-hmm. uh, because we all had this adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? We had this, yeah. uh, you know, everybody was, you know, logged into Zoom and they made sure that, you know, everything behind them yeah. was good and, you know, they dressed nice yeah. and everything. <laughs> and so that first semester, that, that, that spring of 2020 semester, you know, went okay. Yeah. It was the fall of 2020 mm-hmm. where things started to get pretty challenging. Yeah. Uh, the adrenaline had worn off. Uh, yeah. People were tired. Yeah. Uh, we'd been on Zoom mm-hmm. all the time, and you know that's when I started seeing kiddos uh, either uh, not turn the try to not turn the video on yeah. on Zoom, or yeah. you know hopping on Zoom in yeah. their PJs, or <laughs> had one student open a beer in the middle of class. That was that was a. Uh, <laughs> He, you know, he took that, that Corona joke literally. He actually <laughs> yeah. did, yeah. I mean, so it, it, when the adrenaline wore off yeah. uh, and you really had to do the work, mm-hmm. that's when the rubber really met the road. And when, uh, you know, students who, you had two choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was, it was really easy to coast in mm-hmm. class before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you had two choices. Either you could make the most of these opportunities. You could say, you know, what does this make possible? Mm-hmm. And, you know, apply for internships in mm-hmm. cities where normally you had to live in Los Angeles yeah, to get yeah, an internship in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, and now you could be in Chattanooga, Tennessee with the fastest internet in the country yeah. and work anywhere in the world. So you, you could take that perspective or it was also easier for some students to really backslide yeah. Um, yeah. in that and, and not take advantage of those new, yeah. op- new opportunities. Well, it's, it's tough too, just because I mean, you think about the fact that not only is everything just suddenly trans, you know, transferred online, but just literally with the state of the world at that point, I mean, there's so many moving parts to just everything that was going on. Yeah. And then you, you take into account the fact that initially, I mean, we didn't know any better, just at large, we had all kind of hoped and thought this was gonna be more of a sprint than a couple marathon. weeks, yeah. yeah. we were like, okay, we'll, we'll bear down, and it's like, oh, we'll be on Zoom for a little bit, that'll be kind of fun. It's yeah. like, oh, you get to work from home. Like, okay, yeah, well, that, that's not too bad, and we'll finish out the semester, and it'll be fine. And you know, especially once the summer came around, it's like the weather gets nicer, and like we're all outside, and it's like, okay, maybe this will, you know, maybe we're maybe we're good now. Maybe we're in passing the clear. away. Yeah. yeah, but then it's like you know, that fall semester hit, and it was like, oh, this is this is definitely more of a marathon than it is a sprint. And I can tell you from personal experience, I mean, that fall semester, I, I'm I may have had one class in person, if that much. I, I, I don't really remember, but ninety five percent of the available classes were all online, and it just I remember it just felt like it was it never it felt like it was never going to end. I was like, man, yeah. I feel like I'm just in my room all day long, just just class after class after class on Zoom, just 
staring at a screen. And I mean, whatever job you do, if if you're used to it being in person, whether it's school or the job that you physically do or, or the relationships you have with people around you, that's tough. That, yeah. That's tough to be confined to you know just your, your house or your apartment or your bedroom along with the fact that you're dealing with the safety of the people around you. You yeah. know, you don't want to... You don't want to. You want to make sure that the people you care about and those that are around you, you know, in this case, your family and your students, you want to make sure they're safe. But you want to see them also. Like you said, you, you miss your student. It's and it's and in the back heart. of your mind, you're probably thinking, when is this ever going to end? Like, are we ever going to? Is it ever going to be normal? Is it ever going to be back to back to when things were supposed like when they were supposedly normal when they thought when we thought right. things were, uh, you know, the way they were supposed to be and. Eventually, we got a, a small taste of that, you know, in, in uh, the, the 2021 semesters and so on. But even at that, I mean, there were times when, uh, you know, we, we had to always make sure we're wearing a mask or we had to go online for a few weeks or, or stuff like that. It was just it was just crazy, you know, uh, living living through that as a, as a student. And like you said, I'm, I'm sure it was it was difficult as an, as an educator during that time. Yeah. You know, uh, it, I think you, you hit the nail on the head of, of some of the things that we had to confront mm-hmm. uh, with students is, you know, and one of the things I'm really proud of, of of the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga for doing is is really leaning into students' mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of our students are first generation college students, or are paying their own way through school um, through jobs. Well, what happens when those jobs are restaurant jobs, yeah. and you know, all of a sudden the the, the money that you're counting on to yeah. pay for your tuition that's gone, yeah. right? And for several of our students who didn't have you know, maybe the best living situations or things like that. Now all of a sudden you have to show your house on yeah. Zoom or, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, you know, noisy roommates mm-hmm. or brothers, sisters, moms, yeah. dads. What if you didn't own your own computer and yeah. you were, you know, renting a computer from the library on a regular basis? It presented a lot of challenges mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of students. And uh, as professors, um, you know, we're called to lean into that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now professors also had to pay attention to their mental health and, <laughs> yeah. and physical. There, there were also a lot of challenges, but yeah. uh, it was an opportunity for uh, my profession to really lean into that. Yeah. Um, I, I always tell my students, uh, it might get a little bit awkward for them yeah. at the end of class, yeah. uh, but every single class, I, I, I make sure to end the class with telling my students that I love them. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you've got to love the people that you mm-hmm. serve. Um, whether we're talking about uh, as a as an accounting firm, yeah, yeah. Uh, a marketing agency, or as a professor, if, yeah. if you're not in this for uh, your audience, if you're not in this for the community that mm-hmm. you serve, um, then, then then please back off and yeah. let somebody else do it. Yeah. I, I tell my students every single class that I love them, um, and this was an opportunity to show that yeah. um, through things, uh, whether it was providing additional office hours uh, for them, uh, providing additional assistance for tests. We, we went even into doing, you know, what, what can we do special for kids? And so you know, we have guest speakers all the time come yeah. into class, but I said, you know, we're gonna go big yeah. on this. We're gonna have a big guest speaker. And yeah. so we got Dave Portnoy from Bar, yeah. Barstool Sports yeah. to come and speak to our class. That was that. outstanding, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. so cool. Yeah. Uh, started as just a, you know, a, a dare. Some students said, yeah. wouldn't it be great if we got them? And yeah. my goodness, Dave Portnoy from <laughs> Barstool Sports sends me a Twitter direct message yeah. asking when when he uh, when I need him and things yeah. like that and so yeah I mean it was it was it, it could be looked at as a challenge and certainly it was mm-hmm. uh, but every challenge is an opportunity yeah. um, and it was an opportunity for me to show my students how much I love them yeah and and I, I think that's the beauty in it all like obviously you know if we could go back to you know before the pandemic like I don't think anybody <laughs> would wish for the pandemic to happen or everything that stemmed from it Crazy. but Tough times create opportunities Absolutely. to kind of show what you're made of and show that you care about what you, you know the work that you do, 
And I know in my life, I mean, you know, we've all had good teachers, bad teachers, good, yeah. you know, positions, uh, people of authority above us and, and bad ones. And I think in when times get tough like that, that really shows like it, it shows you who is who actually cares about you when you're when you're in uh, those tough times. I can think of uh, some of the you know teachers outside of college, like I had in high school and middle school, and especially in college as well. That when things got tough, they did everything they could. I mean, it, obviously there were certain limitations. We could only do virtual at times, and they couldn't physically see us, but they did everything they could. They tried to make you know class as engaging as they could. They tried to, uh, like you said, do things like bring someone like Dave Portnoy in, or just do whatever they could within their sphere of influence to make the lives of their students just a little bit better. Even even if it's not necessarily directly related, related to school and what you're learning about, like you said, it, understanding that the students are also, you know, they're going through this tough time as well, doing whatever you can as a professor is, is essential to trying to uh, make their lives better yeah. as, as best you can. You Almost know? out of happenstance at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I was introduced to, uh, reintroduced to uh, the character of Ernest Shackleton, right? Oh, the yeah. famous Arctic explorer yeah. who, uh, you know, set out to be the first person to mm-hmm. uh, traverse the Antarctic, to, to, to cross the diameter mm-hmm. of the Antarctic. and. Mm-hmm you know, famously didn't make it there. His ship was beset mm-hmm. uh, with ice and then all of a sudden, you know, stuck in the ice and, yeah. and the ship starts going down and things like that. And so his men are stuck with three lifeboats and uh, in the middle of the Antarctic and how in the heck are we going to get out? Yeah. And, you know, uh, not to ruin the story too much for anybody who, who doesn't know uh, of his character, you know, cross the Weddell Sea, the most dangerous waters in the in, on the world uh, with three, uh, you know, life rafts, mm-hmm. uh, tiny life rafts. And, you know, every single one of his men survive mm-hmm. uh, the trip and then finally make it to South Georgia Island and with nothing more than a rope cross uh, this crazy mountain range mm-hmm. with a rope and three guys with him to, uh, to go back and rescue his crew. And, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was so inspired by that story of leadership that in the biggest challenges, in, you know, what you could say is a failure, mm-hmm. um, showed the character of Ernest Shackleton, showed the character of his crew, and showed the power of leadership to bring people uh, through this, that, you know, leadership is not about you. It's about who uh, you're serving. And uh, got the opportunity to uh, do that for with my students, got mm-hmm. the top opportunity to do that with uh, Lift Media Group, and and really for me, uh, uh, the hope it's okay that I say this. You know, it it, it deepened my faith because mm-hmm. as, uh, as 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 inspiring as the story of, you know, some uh, going through a challenge like mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, was with uh, leaning into the story of Ernest Shackleton. Mm-hmm. It, it deepened my faith in Christ. Yeah. Um, with you know, uh, you know, a seemingly failure, you know, dying yeah. on the cross yeah. for us, uh, and then you know. Man, the the the, the incredible uh, faith of Christianity mm-hmm. that, that that grew out of that yeah. uh, was really powerful for our yeah. team at Lift Media Group. And uh, I, judging by the success of my students who uh, who graduated, like you, who mm-hmm. graduated during the pandemic, uh, have gone on to some amazing, amazing careers mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Um, big things are possible yeah. because they leaned into this challenge yeah. and, and made the most of it. Yeah, and and you know that's a great example of just how tough times like. Not, we would not always wish these tough times again right. to happen again, but often they provide the greatest chance for growth and you know the greatest opportunities to uh, discover within ourselves what we're made of. Like you said with Ernest Shackleton, I mean, he was given the opportunity to either just say, oh, well, we're just going to, this is the end, I suppose. Yep. Try to stay as warm we're as you can. Or you know, he, he said, <clears throat> you know what, I'm the captain of the ship. I'm going to try and do whatever I can to make the best of the situation for myself, but for, also for those around me. And, you know, famously uh, in yeah. his book Onward, Howard Schultz, who was the 
He was the chairman at the time of Starbucks during mm-hmm. uh, during the market downturn in 20, uh, I believe this was in 2010 when he wrote Onward. Mm-hmm. Um, he stepped back into the CEO role. You know, Starbucks was was tanking, mm-hmm. uh, right? Uh, you know, it was that when, when jobs are gone, when the market has crashed, the easiest thing to cut yeah. is the $4 latte, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it would have been easy for Howard Schultz to say, oh, woe is me. Yeah. You know, uh, of course people are cutting their $4 latte, maybe even cut prices, try mm-hmm. to, you know, change the company. But one of the, the lines from the book that has stuck with me most is he said, you know, the, the, the economic downturn, the economic crisis didn't cause Starbucks's problem. It revealed them. Mm-hmm. It revealed problems that were already there. They had yeah. lost connection with their consumers. Mm-hmm. And so he took some radical steps like closing the stores across the world and mm-hmm. reteaching his team yeah. how to make a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, taking additional steps to listen to their mm-hmm. uh, consumer. Yeah, challenges make a lot of things mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 you know, it, it reveals who we really are. It reveals our character. Yeah, and on that topic of you know, uh, just being a leader for those around you, whether you are the CEO of a company and you have you know, tens of or maybe hundreds or even thousands of people underneath you, or whether you're like yourself, uh, a professor with with students underneath you, there's always going to be. Oftentimes, I would imagine there's going to be stories of of triumph and of taking you know these challenges and. Uh, making the most of them and maybe even ex- exceeding your own expectations of what you can do uh, when a challenge presents itself. What, just off the top of your head, yeah. do you have any like favorite stories of, of any students that you had of just the past few years oh, of man. someone who, it doesn't even necessarily have to be related to the, the you know, uh, issues of the pandemic, but just any stories of students that may have surprised you or maybe took just on the chin, took, a, took an issue that was, that was uh, kind of plaguing their life and made the most of it and was able to turn a negative into a positive, you know? Yeah, I'll tell two really quick. Um, and I've asked their permission to tell these stories, so <laughs> <coughs> I'm, not, I'm not revealing too much. One, I'll brag on one of my students named Austin Holdsworth, uh, mm-hmm. a former student of mine. Uh, graduated before the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, but is an incredibly hard worker who has had so many challenges in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his man, oh man, has just uh, been a bulldog to get through them. And uh, you know, Austin tragically lost uh, a sibling uh, do uh, from opioid addiction, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, with a lot of folks, uh, understandably, that would absolutely wreck yeah, your life. Um, yeah. You know, what Austin did is he said, you know, what what does this make possible in a tragic circumstance? As weird as that, yeah. as awful as that sounds, like what does this make possible? And so, Austin started a student group called. Uh, you know, uh, regarding students who had either dealt with opioid addiction themselves or dealt with it in their families in some way and, mm-hmm. and, and, and spoke across the country uh, mm-hmm. to folks who uh, had had family members or themselves had dealt with opioid addiction, made a massive difference in their life, mm-hmm. really leaned into his course material as well and uh, is uh, in the search engine optimization uh, industry, is absolutely making bank, is doing great work. <laughs> has served amazing companies uh, like Bellhop here in town, uh, is working with an agency now who's and doing absolutely great work. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my other students, um, what really inspires me about her story is that, you know, we think of success as, uh, you know, the the easy way to look at success Mm -hmm. is a flashy job that makes a lot of money. Uh, Well, this student uh, was really inspired on a trip that she took to Europe. And wanted to do anything she could to uh, to live in Ireland, mm-hmm. and uh, and just absolutely loved it. What am I going to do though? Because the jobs in marketing are few and far mm-hmm. between uh, in this. And what if people think I'm a failure? She was one of the top marketing students, won the uh, a, a award at UTC as a senior for being the best marketing student that we wow. had. And 
my goodness, if I don't take this prestigious job, the prestigious job job opportunities that are in front of me, people are going to think I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Well, she had the guts to define success herself, moved to Ireland, found a job, uh, and is is rocking now in the marketing industry. But that took a lot of guts to define success for herself. Um, The the, the way that I, you know, I love my students regardless Mm -hmm. of of what they do. And some of the, the students that I'm most proud of mm-hmm. are the ones that say, you know, what does success mean to mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what does achieving greatness mean mm-hmm. to me? Uh, and it doesn't always mean a lot of zeros behind the check. It means doing what, you know, makes you, you know, light up and yeah. catch on fire and, yeah. and make the world a better place. Yeah. Man, I'm so proud of the students who have the guts to yeah. answer that question for themselves. Yeah. Working for nonprofits, some of them making bank, like yeah. I said, with Austin. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are two stories that, that stick out to me uh, right now of, of students who are, are just massively successful. I could sit here all day yeah. and talk to you about how great my kids yeah. are and, and the amazing things that they've accomplished. Yeah. They're, they're outstanding young men and women. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's so cool to hear that because, I mean, obviously there's numerous professors around the world that would would echo that sentiment, you know, but this is really my first time meeting you in person. And like, even before I had met you, that really shined through is just your love and just admiration for the students, whether they excel in whatever classes they may, may be taking or whether, you know, they may be falling behind. Yeah. You, it, it it's... It, it's very admirable that you take your job as as an educator in in a manner that you hope to be a positive influence, but also you want to see them grow. You want to, whether they're in your class or not, you have such a love just for the people that are around you and the people that are under you, under you that you don't just want to see them do well on, on an exam. Or you don't just want to see them, you know, make A's and B's and, and good grades on on their assignments. You want to see them uh, flourish in, in their personal life. You know, like I said, defining success for yourself I think oftentimes uh, when you think of you know someone graduating from college, the, the first and obvious uh, question to answer is, okay, well, where am I going to work next? now? What's yeah. next? What's <laughs> next? Where am I going to work now? How much money am I going to make? Whatever. And, and that's a, you know, a fair question to ask sure. because everyone at some point has to answer that question. But life is not just about the job that you work or the amount of, you know, like you said, the amount of uh, money that you make. Yeah. It's, it's about how you define success in your own life. And if, you know, if, if the life that you've created Maybe you make the most money in the world, but you're unhappy with every other aspect of your life. That's really not a successful life. That's yeah. not a not a successful life. And oftentimes, the stories of people who have uh, taken adversity in their life, or have taken unfortunate circumstances, or have taken maybe just uh, a very unorthodox approach to their own life or to the the market as a whole, they've been able to carve out these very successful in their own terms and and flourishing lives. And it's it's really cool to see that you can play a part in that by achieve, by achieving that for yourself, you know. As a as a professor, you're not just collecting a paycheck. You're right. yes, of course you're getting paid and you're and you're working and you're contributing, but you're having an impact on people's lives and you can see just in yourself how that lights you up, how that yeah. and gets you excited and you're and you know, you don't just treat it as a job but as an opportunity to make a positive impact in other people's lives, you know. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, yeah for for me it you know, it starts with love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why I tell my kids I love them. Yeah. Uh, every it's why I call them my kids even <laughs> though a lot of them are older than I am. Uh, I still call them my kids. Yeah. Uh, it, it starts with love. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me as a as a person of faith that that stems from I, I believe that they're made in the image of God. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, I, I share with them all the time too that I get the better end of this yeah. uh, because I get to be a part of their lives. Like, yeah. what an honor! Yeah. I mean, what a joy that I'm at some of the be, you know beginning stages of their adult lives, yeah. and I get to be a part of that. Mm. I, I get to meet them. I get to invest in their lives. Mm-hmm. I get the better end of this deal. And and so for me, 
you know, it, it starts with love and, uh, and it ends with love. And uh, I, I tell them too that, you know, my commitment to them goes way beyond uh, the walls of this classroom. Uh, as, as you shared earlier, some of my most successful students are ones who didn't make an A yeah. uh, in this. It, it's students who are working hard and are doing the best they can with what they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, I've you know, some of the times in my professional career uh, when, uh, you know, the money has followed and things like that. And, 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 and we think that the paycheck is going to uh, cover over a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't. Yeah. Um, you've got to define for your, yourself mm-hmm. uh, what does success mean. For me, it's, it's been a very simple vision statement mm-hmm. uh, in my life that, you know, we have a vision statement for our family and mm-hmm. I have a vision statement uh, for my life. Our vision statement for the Russell family yeah. is uh, we stole it from Andy Stanley at North Point <laughs> Church. Uh, so copyright uh, Andy Stanley on this. <laughs> All credit. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's to be a family that that uh, loves each other so much that we want to be together even when we don't have to be. Yeah. Uh, we want to spend time together because we care about each other. You know, for my life, my, my vision statement uh, professionally has, is to uh, be the best husband and father I possibly can be mm-hmm. and to earn the income that I have the option of retirement at age 55 mm-hmm. if I want to. Yeah. Uh, not that I will, yeah. but I wanna have the option. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that's guided my mm-hmm. professional uh, life, my mm-hmm. professional decisions. Uh, it meant that I needed the time in my day to have a flexible schedule so that uh, I don't have to miss the soccer games yeah. that, uh, that I can pick up uh, and drop off my kids from school if yeah. I want to, uh, that I have that level of flexibility. And then uh, to have the option to retire at age 55, mm-hmm. it meant that uh, I needed to earn a good monetary income. Yeah. And so uh, that guided me to be an entrepreneur uh, as well. Uh, and you know, being a college professor is uh, thankfully fit in with that because I do have a pretty flexible schedule. Mm-hmm. We do get to, you know, my family goes to Vermont every mm-hmm. summer for yeah. three or four weeks and we get to work remotely during mm-hmm. that time uh, and really invest in our, our family life. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's all, about an, uh, it's all about defining what success means for you. And mm-hmm. we even go through an exercise, even though it has nothing to do with digital marketing, <laughs> uh, once a semester of how to pick a job, mm-hmm. right? How do, how do we define mm-hmm. success uh, for you uh, as opposed to just picking the one that has the most zeros after it? Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Um, on a slightly different note, so as I talked about, like I recently graduated, and um, oftentimes I know throughout my college years uh, there was a lot of lessons that I learned just through experience. You know, I, yeah. I uh, I've told a lot of people I actually started out as an engineering major, and I realized very quickly that was not <laughs> for me. I, I I should have known because I too hate, much math. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> it was specifically calculus. I, I hated calculus going into college, and so for some reason I was like, yeah, that sounds good to me. The I should best I should, grade I got yeah, in college, yeah. the grade I'm most proud of at the University of Georgia. Go dogs! Um, I got a D in calculus, and I worked harder for that D than yeah. any A I yeah. ever got. So yeah, I'm with no, you. No, I get you, and 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 I learned really quick. But but part of my, uh, you know, not so part of my, uh, I don't want to say failure, but I definitely wouldn't say my year as, a, as an engineering <laughs> student was a, as a, was a success was after that, I learned the importance of being proactive and not reactive because as a, as a, you know, a high school student going into college, I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to see what happens and I'll go to class and see what homework I have to do. And we'll just, yep. you know, go from there. And I guess I'll pass like I usually do, you yeah. know, but it's, it, takes a lot more commitment than that. And that was a lesson I had to learn through experience as an educator and as someone who gets to be on the other side of, of this coin. And you get to see oftentimes, you know, some students 
from an educational perspective, they flourish and some students they don't. And some students they start out maybe not doing well and then they pick themselves back up and there's, there's a range of different outcomes with, with, yeah. with each students. What is some advice that you would give maybe to a current student or maybe someone who is considering going to school, not even necessarily a business or marketing major, just anyone considering uh, pursuing a, an education beyond high school, whether they're current or aspiring to do that, what would be some advice as an educator that you would give to someone? Like that? Man, well, first one of the one of them. That's an outstanding question. Mm-hmm. The, the first thing I would say is is, is what we've just talked about mm-hmm. is uh, allowing yourself the freedom to define success. Mm-hmm. I talk to so many of my students on a regular basis, and if you're a mom or dad or listening to this too, this is advice for you too. That you you get a little bonus advice <laughs> in this. I talk to so many students. Um, that have this backpack of guilt and shame and mental health that they're dealing with. Of they're, they're so afraid that they're going to disappoint their mom or dad. They're so disappointed or afraid they're going to disappoint their family or friends or look bad to people. And it's this, just this crippling, crippling guilt uh, that affects their test-taking abilities. You know, if they do bad on one test, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, they're panicked. Mm-hmm. I mean, just what am I going to do? Uh, and things like that. I have moms and dads calling me, trying to call me as a college professor of 21-year-old students that, you know, uh, these students are so scared of that. So my, my advice to the students, my advice to the moms and dads would be allow yourself the ability to define success. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for you? Maybe it's maybe it's serving orphans. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's being an amazing mom. Maybe it's being an amazing dad. Maybe it is making a ton of money. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I, mean, I want good people to make yeah. a ton of money. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. But allowing yourself the the freedom and ability to to understand what um, what success means for you. Uh, is 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 number one. If we have time, I'd love to get number two yeah, uh, as yeah. well. Uh, piece of advice number two is you have absolutely no idea what you're being prepared for at any given time. And so, uh, advice piece of advice number two is be diligent um, in, in in any circumstance uh, that you're at. Be diligent. I'll never forget the, the first marketing job I had. Uh, the agency shut down uh, immediately. Um, and uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was at, uh, I was in a small group at the time at uh, my church. I, I went to the small group that night with my wife, and I'm boohooing yeah. and everything. <laughs> oh, I lost my job. What am I going to do? I'm a failure. We yeah. all stink and yeah. everything. And the guy who hosted the small group uh, had a little grin on his face. I was like, well, that's mean. Yeah. Um, you know. And he, he came to me after. He said, I hope you, I don't know if you noticed, I was smiling. I said, yeah, I did. What's up? <laughs> uh, and he said, I'd actually like to introduce you to uh, the vice president of marketing at my company. I said, you know, John, I, I don't even, you, I, I know you own a company. Yeah. You've got a very nice house. Like, yeah. what, what is it? Well, yeah. Rewind the story two years. And in that first job that I took out of college where I was a I was terrible at it. This was pre-marketing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be a financial advisor. I was terrible at it. I was <laughs> supposed to be selling whole life insurance. Yeah. The product I didn't believe in, yeah. and it was, it was terrible uh, and everything. The only thing that was bringing me joy at the time was volunteering at my church. Mm-hmm. The only thing I was really qualified to do was hold the door open and wave at people. And I always <laughs> but told, you did it well. You did I it well. Did, you know, yeah. the door stayed open. I smiled <laughs> yeah. and I waved, right? Um, yeah, that's you, you know you're not very good at much. Yeah. When, yeah, hold the door and wave, guy. Um, well, the guy I was volunteering with in those dark seasons of life, you know, showed up every day. I was really sad at my job at the time. 
uh, happened to be the vice president of marketing mm-hmm. at this guy's company mm-hmm. and was hired on. This was my first uh, client that I ever had mm-hmm. uh, by myself. Like, uh, you know, after this first marketing job I had, you know, this was a client for me though. And this is what started my business. Mm-hmm. So it, it was something that happened in the dark moments of my life that I had no idea what I was being prepared mm-hmm. for. But I served diligently at that church. I was I was there. I was working hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't bore people with my story and all this, but the the early part of my career seemed really meandering. Mm-hmm. But the the common thread in this is that I worked hard mm-hmm. um, because I was being prepared for something. It's it's crazy how uh, you know we were talking about UTC basketball. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no telling how many times David Jean Baptiste had shot that shot. Yeah. Right, who had been in the gym by himself. This is this guy's sixth year playing college basketball. Mm-hmm. And you know, we see the glory moment of him making that shot. Yeah. Everybody saw the glory moment of me mm-hmm. getting that first client and everything. Yeah. But what they didn't see were those Sundays where I you know, was showing up at this church where I was really sad in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was, I, was, I was putting a smile on my face and, and working hard. What we didn't see with David Jean Baptiste are those quiet moments in the gym where it was just mm-hmm. him putting up shots and mm-hmm. things like that. We see the success, mm-hmm. but we often don't see the work that goes into it. So that, that piece number two of advice is if students, if, if, you're, if you feel like you're lost, if you feel like you're not understanding, why am I doing this? Why am I going to class every day? You're, maybe you're in your first job and you're like, wow, this isn't even what I went to school for. What yeah. am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, build those hardworking and successful habits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it, you have absolutely no idea what you're preparing yourself for. You have no idea who the people you're meeting uh, at this time are going to be, uh, the skills that you're gaining, uh, and things like that. Uh, I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, at Croft and Frost, some of the the folks who who work here, they weren't marketing people. Uh, you know, in your marketing department, some of the some of the awesome folks, Logan, who's working here, yeah. right? He met Jonathan uh, while he was working at China Golf and Country Club, yeah. right? I mean, uh, and now is incredibly successful in yeah. his career. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so many people who. You have no idea who you're meeting. That's how I met Jonathan. Yeah. I met Jonathan while I was working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just happened to bump into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have no idea what's being made possible. So yeah, yeah number one, uh, define success for yourself mm-hmm. and, and don't listen to other people's uh, guilt and shame that mm-hmm. they try to put on you. And number two, be diligent no matter what season in life you're in because you have no idea what you're being prepared for. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely heavily resonate with that, with that second point is uh, as I briefly mentioned, my first semester in college was uh, a little a little bumpy to say the least. <laughs> I won't go into the full story, but um, you know, I mean, prior to that, I mean, I did fine in school uh, in high school. I, I did good. I mean, it, sure. it wasn't. I'm not not that I was like the top of the class, but I mean, I did I did good. Sure. Like I, I was fine, and I was I was fully prepared to just kind of do the same thing in college. But suddenly, quickly, I was thrust into an environment that I had no clue what was going on. I had I was a, completely a fish out of water, both just from a personality, you know, personal standpoint, but also just educational. Like I was not doing well. I was not, I was not thriving by any means. And I remember at the time I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can finish college. Like this is, this is, if this is what it's like in the first semester, I don't know if I can do four more years of this. Like this is, this is insane. And I'd see people ahead of me that just made it look so easy. And I remember having like tutors and they were like, oh yeah, you just need to do this and do that. And you feel like everybody else got the life manual and you weren't there that day. I was like, did I miss something? Like what happened? I just, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was equipped enough and I didn't know where to get the tools to be equipped. But over time, I mean, obviously I've graduated, I've finished now. So, you know, we know the ending of that story, but looking back, I can see how that time and even the following semesters, especially, you know, when, once we enter the pandemic and the virtual years and all that stuff, 
it, it really taught me a lot and made me who I am today. Not that I have you know everything about life figured out, but without those years uh, and the lessons learned and the, and the ups and downs of college and, and all the many uh, difficulties and lessons learned through that time, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And right. not that I would necessarily hope for all those things to happen again, but I would never trade the experiences and the lessons uh, and, the, and the just wisdom through life uh, for anything. I mean, those are essential to me and who I am, and I would imagine you would say so for yeah. yourself and also your students. You Challenges know? are a blessing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it never ever feels like mm-hmm. that during the challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I say that myself as, you know, as a business owner mm-hmm. who, yeah, I mean, my goodness, the, the, the stresses that you go through. I mean, as a professor, the stresses that you go through mm-hmm. and everything, it, it never feels like a blessing when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a few years later, you, 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 you encounter a new challenge mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm prepared for this. Yeah, you know, you yeah. you you realize, wow, like I do have this in me, mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, what you mentioned of you feel like everybody else has the manual, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe you weren't there that day, or yeah. you didn't know where to pick up the yeah. life manual and yeah. things like that. Good news, I, I feel that way too, yeah. all the time. I feel that way as a father mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I certainly feel that way as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that way as a probably more than anywhere in my life professionally. I feel mm-hmm. it as a professor. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time when I uh, deal with other professors and things like that. I mean, these guys have tons of letters after their mm-hmm. name and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, and so I feel incredibly intimidated uh, a lot of times. And, and when you have, you, you've got to find that level of confidence mm-hmm. in yourself. It's not arrogance, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's knowing that, you know what? Like, I'm here. God has me here mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. And how can I contribute? Knowing that you don't have to have all the answers. Uh, I, I saw the quote that you know in, in the Bible, uh, you know, Jesus was asked over three hundred or asked three hundred plus questions mm-hmm. uh, in the Bible and only answered really three mm-hmm. uh, directly. So it's about asking good questions. It's not about, it's not about having good mm-hmm. a, all the answers and yeah. things like that. And understand that when those challenges happen, because they will, they happen mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Really deep challenges, nasty challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, Pay attention to your mental health. Get help when you need it. It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand that everybody goes through this. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has challenges, uh, just like the ones that you're going through. And so uh, that, that you can make it through it. Um, hard work is certainly part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, vulnerability is certainly part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then confidence and determination and mm-hmm. grit are mm-hmm. certainly part of it as well. That's great. That's great, man. Well. As we begin to kind of wrap things up here, I want to first and foremost just thank you again for coming Absolutely. on. I really, really, it's been a great honor and a privilege to speak to you. I really hope that anybody, whether you're a student or uh, you know an aspiring student, or maybe you're not a student at all, you're you're like me and you're done with school and you're not you're not looking back. Uh, maybe you know I hope that uh, people can get something out of this and can take uh, what you said to heart. Before we finish up, I want to just give you the floor. If you have anything you know, a student you want to shout out or anything you want to promote or just, you know, say, go Mox, whatever you want to say. Yeah. The floor is yours, man. I want to give it to you just before you uh, close up and close up shop here and, and let you say whatever, well, whatever you like. First of all, thank you so much for having yeah. me. This is a, yeah. a pleasure to spend the morning with you mm-hmm. um, and uh, and hopefully you get to invest in the folks who uh, are watching this. Yeah, uh, first shout out will absolutely be to the University of Tennessee <laughs> at Chattanooga. Um, I mean, so proud to be a part of this institution. Um, uh, like I said, go, going on, uh, you know, going on, oh my goodness, over five years, almost seven years now, uh, being a part of this school. It's a privilege to be a part of such a, a, a great university at the Gary W. Rollins College of Business at the University of Tennessee. 
at Chattanooga. Moms, dads, uh, grandma, grandpa, if your kid's looking for somewhere to go to school, you absolutely won't find a better place on the planet. I, I believe that deep in my heart uh, that, that we've got amazing professors that, that care and love uh, our kids. We've got amazing environment uh, at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, whether you're an undergraduate or graduate student, an absolutely phenomenal place uh, to get an education. Uh, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, the wonderful people I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to serve at Lyft Media Group. Uh, we serve people uh, as their communications department. Uh, we, our, our vision at Lyft is to be the most trusted team member of everyone that we serve. And that particularly looks like digital marketing services, marketing strategy uh, that we serve them here, uh, serve folks across the world uh, with that. And so proud of my team uh, that I get to serve uh, with that. And then, uh, my goodness, I mean, just uh, I'm, I'm so proud of, uh, of the Chattanooga Mocks to you right now. Uh, you know, congratulations uh, to David, uh, to Coach Paris and everybody at, at UTC. Uh, let's get them in March Madness, guys. Go Mocks. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming Absolutely. on. Thank I really you, Daniel. appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, any relevant links or information uh, for Ryan or just the show will be in the link or in the description of, of the show today. As always, thank you for tuning in, and we hope to see you next time. Thank you. Awesome. awesome. That was fun. Dude. Yeah, that was great. Thank, thank you, you so much. much yeah, man, that was no great. problem, man. Thank you for.